When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's podcast, we focus on something that can help you control the game, and that's working with officials. This past season, I worked the chains for our local high school team on Friday nights. My son was playing. I wanted to be close to the game, so that was my way to do it. And many times, I was appalled by the behavior of the sidelines, and I did notice a common issue or two. First of all, most coaches don't know who to talk to or how to talk to them. So the result is a cacophony of generally negative and useless comments coming from the sidelines, which the officials at best ignore and at worst let it have an effect on their objectiveness of the game, which is something you want to avoid. To handle this, it starts with a better understanding of the responsibilities of the officiating crew. They work hard at learning these and each of them is focused on only a certain aspect of what is happening on the field. And it's more effective to communicate to the exact official the issues that you are seeing. Now, you can't go out on the field and talk to that guy. If he's close enough, you can address him. If he's farther away or on the other sideline, you can have that communicated through the official on your sideline. And so it starts with a basic understanding of what each of those are responsible for. And I have a PDF of this, a one-pager, Uh, that you can use, print out and use on game day, and I think it'll be very helpful to you. I also have one from uh, Vince Digitano, the assistant at Fordham. Both of those are in the show notes. Uh, The link to that is at coachingcoordinator.com. So on your sideline, it's either going to be the line judge or the head linesman, uh, depending on which sideline you are. And, And those guys are responsible for different things. So for example... The linesman and the lines judge, or the head linesman, he's also called, and the line judge, take the original position on or near the the sideline and adjust to the spot of the snap. They read the offensive formation, and they know your eligible receiver responsibilities. So your guys should be communicating to them whether they're on or off the ball. These guys are watching for illegal formations, uh, including encroachment prior to the snap, Watch for false starts by offensive players. They indicate the offensive line of scrimmage uh, by an extended foot. Then take the final position, straddling the neutral zone. Uh, Cover man in motion, going away from your illegal motion. Uh, This man continues to be your responsibility, even though he changes direction. It does not relieve the opposite 
from making the obvious call. So those guys have responsibilities. That's an example, right? So when you think about it, if you know that the guy on your sideline is directly responsible for those things, you'll talk to him. The main guy in the crew is the referee, and he is behind the line of scrimmage. And he's going to be the white hat. His job is to be in a position where he can be comfortable to see the ball and backs and the tackle on that side, except flankers or a man in motion towards you. Usually his position is about five to seven yards outside the deepest back or backs, and he works the throwing side arm of the quarterback. He checks the offensive formation and the count and counts the offensive players, which he signals to the umpire with a closed fist to confirm that there are 11 players on the field. Observe that replaced players leave the field immediately, and he checks the setbacks and quarterback for legal motion, the ball at the snap, and insists the umpire if there is movement of restricted linemen. Okay, and this goes through every single guy. I'm not going to share all the details of it for you, but you see when you start to know those things and what they're responsible for, what they're looking at, what calls that they're going to make, you can have the information that you see communicated to them. So all of this starts with having and sharing a plan. You want to start with the rules and procedures of how communication with the officials should be handled. There's absolutely no situation which warrants any player on the sideline making or commenting about the officials and the calls. And and the best practice really is to have only the head coach communicate with the officials. In other words, there should only be that one voice coming from the sideline that relates to anything about the calls or the officials. Make it clear with your coaches and players, your support staff. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you forget about them that they will also at times be watching the game and could make comments. Uh, You don't want them saying anything. Uh, The administrators seem to creep onto the sideline. You may look, you know, down the box and you see that, you know, the principal standing there. Uh, You want to make sure that the principal isn't communicating or any of the other administrators. And then anyone else who might be standing on your sideline. Uh, make sure that they understand that this is your policy, that you are the only one to comment on calls, and that anything your coaches are seeing should be funneled through you to the official. You want to know who's responsible for watching certain things, and through the headlinesman or side judge, depending who's on your side, ask questions or request that certain things are watched. Having the official uh, responsibility card that I shared with you and writing the name of each official on it can aid in communication. Everybody likes to be called by their name. So it may be useful to maybe take a JV coach and assign him that responsibility of the official card and tell you things like, Coach, that's Bill the referee's call. Okay? Anything coming from your other coaches then can get to your uh, coach who's working with you, and he can then, at an appropriate time, give you that information if you are somebody who's also making play calls. Think about how you communicate. So general statements like they're holding every play, which I know that happens all the time, probably won't won't receive much attention. But the more specific you can be, the more likely you are to get the attention of the official responsible for that and get his eyes in a place that are helpful to making the correct call. So communicating like this saying, again, to the guy on your sideline, address him by his name. Can you please ask, official's name here, to please watch the holding by their right guard or can you please watch number 88 on our side uh, is being held up at the line of scrimmage by number 23 their corner on every every play 
Know those to be true. Again, don't make general statements. Get specific with those so that they can specifically look at some things and help call the game the right way. You have to think about things when the call goes against you because complaining or yelling about it doesn't help. Over the course of the game, the, the official may get fed up with it. So it's better to remain calm and ask the official on your sideline to ask who made the, the guy who made the call. Uh, can you ask, again, official's name is helpful. Put that on the card. What he saw in that play. You might disagree with him, but again, you're getting him to think about what he's going to do the next time he makes the call. Again, if you're on top of it, uh, he's, he's going to be on top of it as well. The thing it also allows you to do is that you can address your player on that technique that'll keep him from getting that call again if the call went against you. So, uh, you know, being able to, again, I, I would, if I were doing it, I'd work with that one coach, make sure he jots that information down in between series, get that information to the position coach so the position coach can address it. Uh, in addition, you want to notify the official who's on your sideline. Again, that would be the head linesman or the side judge that you're going to be the only one communicating with him. You should also introduce him to your sideline management coach, a.k.a. the get-back coach, when he comes over to the sideline when your team's you know, out on the field uh, for the game. So right before kickoff, or even if the, those guys are standing around the middle, you know, bring him over uh, before and say, this is coach so-and-so, and he's going to be responsible for keeping the sideline clear for you. So again, it just goes a long way in establishing a positive working relationship with that official, knowing that you know, you're going to take care of him. You certainly want to be a role model when you're communicating with officials. Uh, you can't expect your sideline to stay calm and composed and businesslike if you're not modeling that behavior. So if your players and your coaches see you ripping into an official, being emotional, most likely they'll follow suit and start chirping as well. We expect our players to have standards, so we have to have standards in our performance as well. And I think the, the last thing I talk about here is show the officials that you care about details. And the way to do that, you know, is, is really starts with how you're going to communicate with these guys, some of the things that you're going to do. So the official who knows that you are on top of it is going to be more discerning in his calls. They want to get it right because they know that you're attentive to the details. One way to establish that, and something I like to do is, is, and I can't remember who I got this from, I didn't create it, but I saw it one time and modified it for ours, but we had a captain's card before the game, and I, I did put an example of this in the show notes as well, but the, the captain's card is going to communicate certain information to them. What I have at the top of the card, I have our team's name, and then a statement. This is to certify that the equipment worn by the players meets state specifications. They're going to ask you that question anyway, but you can let them know that there. Uh, and then I would always put a statement. Any player may call a timeout. After that, I listed important staff to them. So myself and as the head coach, and then I would give them my phone number. Uh, I would give our coach in charge of sideline management his name. Uh, the athletic director's name and his phone number. Our athletic trainer is listed on there. Uh, sometimes, you know, we're dealing with concussions and, and player safety and that, that person may be out on the field. And so they can, you know, again, address that person by name. And then I always put 
our video coordinator's information on there as well. I would give him the email address of that guy for a copy of the game film. And again, you'll find that these guys like that. Uh, a lot of, of the best crews out there that you work with, you'll find that um, they're watching that video and evaluating themselves. So they get together as a crew weekly, review that last game, and sometimes they look at an upcoming game. So they'll uh, appreciate that offer. The next thing that I have on there is our captains. All right, I would put the names of our captains, their numbers and their names, and indicate who's speaking on offense, who's speaking on defense. Then at that, after that, I put the, uh, a section on the whether the quarterback is right-handed or left, punter, and kicker. So those three are listed as well as the hand. And that's important because on the mechanics of the game where they're going to stand, uh, that's why they ask you that. So, for example, the referee with a right-handed quarterback is going to position himself on the right side of the offense. Again, the, the little things are going to add up quickly on game day. The last thing you want is to have to play against the opposing 11 and then the seven officials who are on the field as well. So approaching them, as I've described here, can help keep them neutral. Or if the other team is behaving poorly, it might work in your favor. Uh, you you got to be good at th- those things. I think it's, again, establishing that relationship quick. You are working with that person for the night. You want to be it to be a positive experience uh, for you. And why is this all important? Well, I have a stat that's in the show notes uh, that we've lost a lot of officials in our game. We're down about a third in some states, and that's important. We, we have to have good officials in the game in order to keep this moving forward. If we're losing some officials, because right now I know we've dealt with COVID as some of the reason, but I think they are starting to take a lot of heat Uh, on game day and it's just something that we don't want we want it to be a positive experience for everybody involved and that includes the officials and the way to keep our game strong is to have strong officials in the game so uh, very important that we pay attention to this so some last minute details if your kickoff is tonight you could go through these maybe if you haven't done it already uh, establish some of those things with your players and staff establish the things you you are doing uh, on the sideline who's going to talk to the the officials and and again download that sheet fill in the names of each of those guys and and know the responsibilities uh, at, at the very least you're going to know who made a certain call and be able to understand why he made that follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on twitter at coach k grabowski <laughs>